0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Let's face it, acts of grace and selflessness in high-stakes sports are rare. So when a national team pulls out of a major competition to let another team in their place, it's notable. This is what the lacrosse team of Ireland has done. They qualified for the World Games in 2022, while the higher-ranked Iroquois Nationals were excluded for not being a proper nation. But the Iroquois are the creators of lacrosse. So Ireland decided to step aside for the greater good. Well, what's Ireland gained by not competing? And how do the Iroquois Nationals feel about first being excluded and then allowed in at the expense of another country? We'll cross from Dublin to Onondaga country to find out later here on Sporty. Hello, I'm Amanda Smith and let us you and I get physical first up. I'm always saying that you don't have to grind away at exercises you find boring if you want to improve your health and fitness. There are lots of ways to get a bit more active and enjoy doing it. So over the next several weeks, by way of ideas and inspiration, on your behalf, I'm trying out a bunch of different things. Some of them depending on where you are, won't be available until the COVID restrictions ease. But if that's the case for you, it might be something to look forward to trying. First up, it's roller skating. So I need to get some skates.
2: Sounds like a plan. <laughs> can you grab your shoes off you? Yep. Good. What size right are you size.
1: normally?
2: Um, yep. Six. I'll grab the other shoe and we can swap them over for you. Oh,
1: so you keep my shoes and I get the roller skates?
2: Have you done this before? No. No? Okay. we'll we'll give you some (laughs) slow wheel lines.
1: Some what?
0: Some of the wheels are tightened a little bit. wheels
1: for
2: you guys, just so you don't go as quick at the start to get you ready for the real stuff.
1: Oh, I see. So these are beginner's skates.
0: Yeah, the wheels are a little bit slower.
2: Here we go. Thanks, Liam.
1: Gosh, these look like antiques. (laughs) So, Brian, I've got my roller skates on, but (laughs) I can't move. Yes, you can.
0: There you go. Right. Ah. You're walking. That's how we start. Okay, just walking? We lift Lift, and walk and keep our knees slightly bent. When you lift your skates, don't push back. Otherwise, the wheels collapse and you fall forwards. So, we... (laughs) We just take small steps. When you feel fairly comfortable doing that... Put your feet together and let yourself roll a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. And then
0: walk again. Don't push back. Just let the, the
1: instinct is to push back, isn't it? The
0: instinct it? is to push back, but that's when you fall. <laughs> so that your whole body is in alignment... Well,
1: somehow or other, I missed out on learning to roller skate when I was younger. Brian Inglis is teaching me. He's a coach here at Sunshine Roller Skating Centre, which sounds like a very happy place.
0: So don't push back, just push to the side. Let yourself push out to the side.
1: (laughs) Glad I'm near the barrier. (laughs) Uh, How did you get into roller skating, Brian?
0: I was 36 when I put a pair of roller skates on.
1: Now that is very encouraging.
0: I saw this man teaching people how to jump, spin, dance and do all this figure skating stuff, and I said to my friends, "I want to do that.":
1: Now when you say figure skating, you are talking about roller skating. you're not talking about ice skating.: well,
0: Figure skating is figure skating, whether it's ice or roller.
1: Oh OK, it's exactly right the same. Right. So you do figure skating on, on roller, roller skates. skates. right. Yes, yeah, so that's, I was wondering, do people learn to roller skate as an end in itself or because they do want to do something else? You mentioned figure skating, roller derby. There's roller hockey, isn't there?
0: There's roller hockey, there's inline hockey and roller hockey. And uh, there's also speed skating, inline speed skating. A lot of people will learn to skate for the recreation, for the fitness, but then a lot of other people, they want to do one of the sports. So these classes that we run here are learned to skate classes, uh, levels from one to four. And by the time they get to usually level three, they're wanting to go into one of the sports.
1: All right, so tell me, then, Brian, with roller skating, what's, what's the sort of fitness component to it, the physical benefits? What am I going to get out of it?
0: Just you use every muscle in your body for roller skating. You burn calories. A lot of cardio.
1: So, look, um, I'm obviously at absolute beginner level at the moment. As I progress up through the levels, Mm -hmm. what do do I learn? What are the techniques and what are the skills I learn?
0: Okay, you're learning forward skating. You're learning backward skating. You're learning jumping. How to jump properly, how to land properly. As you might see as you watch some of these, they're teaching them skills that they're not going to hurt themselves. And not be falling over when they shouldn't be. They're able to stop. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, how do you stop?
0: There are many ways of stopping. You have a toe stopper on the front of your skate. You just, (laughs) as you're skating forwards, you slowly lift your heel until the toe stopper drags. Also another way of stopping, we have the ski. You've seen the people on... Snow skis, how they stop.
1: Oh, with a snow plough.
0: It's called the snow plough. Or we can do, we do the same here. We do the snow plough on these as well. And the other way is grabbing hold of the barrier. (laughs) (laughs) Or falling over. Or falling
3: over.
0: (laughs)
1: Let's head up to the class. (laughs)
0: Let's go fast.
1: (laughs) Beautiful. Knee bent. Knee bent. Knee bent.
0: Tiana is teaching jumping. You'll notice that the young girl must land with the knees bent. It's the same as gymnastics. If you land with your knees straight, you're going to hurt yourself. Again. Yeah.
3: No, no, no. You spin.
1: You're one foot. I really have to try not to push my foot behind. I've got this idea yeah. that you sort of do it by pushing your foot behind or something. <laughs> you can laugh.
0: <laughs> now, girls, this is Amanda from ABC Radio National. Hello. Hi. 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 Hi.
1: I'm Laura. I'm Sarah. I'm Claire. Lily. So you're, you look like a bunch of young teenagers. How old are you? I'm
3: 13. I'm 12. I'm 15. I'm 13.
1: And how long have you all been roller skating for? Uh, four years. Five years. Probably about five to three years. When you're as good as you girls are, what does it feel like? It's still pretty hard. It's always, it's always going to be hard. But for me, it kind of feels like I'm just floating and kind of gliding. And it's such a nice feeling. I, I love it so much. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to die because it's scary. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can relate yeah. to that. I'm not as scared as falling anymore because I know that I'm not going to get like too badly hurt. So that's something you learn along the way. At yeah. first it feels like you're really going to hurt yourself mm-hmm. and then you get used to it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> be I'll just hang on to the... <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Do you re- remember it all feeling like I feel at the moment? I was married Which... to the barrier. Yeah. Do you guys remember when yeah. I was married to the barrier? Yeah, yeah. yeah. then I got a divorce. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't skate, like, five centimetres without falling over. Yeah. So how, how long did it take you to leave the barrier? A year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably about a year, a couple of months. but yeah. Fast. All right, I I that's great. I'll let you get on with your class. Thank you Ooh, so thank much you. For, for speaking you. with me. Oh, great no, to meet you, I'm you all. Nice I'm you. impressed by all of you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: we'll move
3: away from the barrier. Yeah. Oh, okay. Plays all my torn over again. So <laughs> Don't forget to bend the knee. Don't look at it. Okay, see if you can do that around the circle now.
1: My name's Cheryl Jackson. And so you're a a coach and instructor here. So tell me what, for you, skating is like. I've got
3: knee, chronic knee issues, but I can skate. I struggle with walking, but I can go out there and skate because it's not thudding, it's gliding.
1: So are you saying that when you've got some chronic joint injuries, for example, because roller skating is gliding... You can do that where you can't do other exercise.
3: Yeah, yeah. Look, I skate with lots of people that have back problems, knee problems, shoulder problems. And um, it's something you can do because it's not... Well, it's physical, but it's not... You don't realise that you're actually doing these things because even... When I had my knee surgery, my physiotherapist couldn't get me back on my skates quick enough. I still had one crutch, but I could skate. It was really odd. But I understood what he meant because I was able to get my balance back and confidence back and and things like that to know that my injuries is going to be with me for the rest of my life. I can manage with it. And I think that's what astounds people, what I can do with my chronic knees, and I go out there and do it. And yet I limp when I'm walking. Down a bit more, Nancy. That's it. Nearly. Get in there.
1: Can I have a quick chat with you?
3: Uh, (laughs) Yep.
1: Can you tell me your name? Nancy. And how long have you been roller skating, Nancy? Um, Just probably a month. Right. And what prompted you to start? My daughter does the lessons, and I just thought instead of sitting down watching, I'll join in and exercise. And what's it like? How are you finding it? The owl goes very quick, you're puffed, <laughs> but you enjoy it, and your mind's not thinking of other things, so it's like a bit of meditation, I guess. Yeah, so it's great. So, so far, what can you do? Uh, scissor skating. I haven't challenged backwards skating yet. Is yep. that the next step to the uh, next step to go backwards? Definitely, that will be the next stage. But I've got to get my mind around it first <laughs> before I try it. It's a challenge, and that's what I like a
0: challenge. Yeah.
3: That's it, Nancy. Bring them out. Take them out. Push them out. So when we're going backwards, we push. So bring our heels in this time. So toes go out, heels come in. Give that a go.
1: Hey, Nancy, I have to say, I'm very impressed. You just told me you couldn't skate backwards, and now you are. And now I am. So, how does that feel? Yeah, feels feels great. Achieved it, so it's fantastic.
3: Good feeling, yeah. Yeah, and all the weight goes to the foot on the floor, not the one in the air.
0: Cheryl is now all teaching right. the one-foot glide. So they're skating along. They lift one foot at the back, and they glide on one foot. Notice how Cheryl's body is upright. She looks beautiful. (laughs) And this is what we try and get students to do: is keep their centre of balance while they're doing this. And teaching scissors. Scissors are where your feet go out and in, out and in. Can you do some scissors for me? Just go and do some scissors. Forward scissors. How old is this girl? She's six. Seven. Seven. All right, you've (laughs) turned seven. (laughs) What's your name?
1: Isabella. Hey, so you're seven. How long have you been skating for? One year. See, what you can do in one year, you're amazing.
0: (laughs) Well done. Okay. Stay upright,
1: knees bent.
0: Like sitting in a chair. Right.
1: Oh yeah, look, it's amazing how quickly you actually start to I mean. A minute ago, I felt so insecure, and now I can't say I feel secure, but already you just feel a little bit better.
0: Feel comfortable. Oh, I'm rolling away from you. And you're rolling. (laughs) Small steps. Let yourself glide. Small steps. Glide. Small steps. Glide. Oh, and then when you can skate, (laughs) it's just beautiful. You just glide around, the world is gone and it's relaxing.
1: I can't wait. (laughs) I look ridiculous. You've got to start
3: somewhere, you're doing really good. Thank you very
1: much. Oh, look up, look up. Look towards the (laughs) focus. I lost focus. And if you did actually do some roller skating as a kid, you'll have a head start on me if you want to give it another go. Nevertheless, it is something you can take up as an adult. It definitely gives you a workout and it is good fun. Next time I'll find something else that I think might be enjoyable exercise and put it to the test for you. You're listening to Sporty with Amanda Smith. A lot of the time, sport is about pushing right to the edge of the rules to win. So when an act of grace occurs, like a runner stops to help a fallen competitor, or a footballer doesn't take a shot on goal because the goalkeeper is down injured, or a triathlete waits to let the guy who was winning but took a wrong turn let him cross the finish line first... These are memorable because they're unusual. But what about when a whole team makes a sacrifice for the greater good? Sonny Campbell is a player with the National Lacrosse Team of Ireland, and Michael Kennedy is the CEO of Ireland Lacrosse. They're joining us from Dublin. And Michael, your national side qualified to play in the World Games in the USA in 2022, but you've withdrawn, stood aside to let in another team, the Iroquois Nationals. Why?
4: Well, Amanda, essentially our team qualified on the basis of our performance at the 2018 Men's World Championship. There were actually a number of teams that finished ahead of us in that tournament, including the Iroquois. However, the World Games event, it's sort of loosely affiliated with the Olympics. And that tournament, in fact, is a kind of staging area for sports sports looking to participate in the Olympics. And so the Iroquois were not included on the basis that, you know, the Iroquois do not have Olympic recognition. And so they wouldn't be eligible to compete in the world games. Um, however, there was a big um, social media campaign to draw attention to this. And those of us, you know, I was a player for a long time and, and Sonny will testify to this also, um, The Iroquois are really like the soul of the game of lacrosse. We got the sport of lacrosse from the Iroquois. And so their exclusion was a really big deal. So we felt the right thing to do if a pathway could be created to include the Iroquois. And World Lacrosse discussed that with the World Games Association. As soon as it became clear that they would consider their inclusion, we felt in particular as the lowest ranked team that we could play a role here And step aside to enable the Iroquois to claim their place in the tournament, which is really rightfully theirs. So that's how that's how it came about.
1: Well, Sonny, were you and your fellow players on the national team for Ireland all in agreement about this? I mean, was it a subject of debate amongst the players?
2: I'd say every player on the Irish team and nearly every player on nearly every team out there would be willing to do the same thing because you know lacrosse as a sport. it it has a different sort of heritage to most sports. And it's one of the first things you kind of learn about when you start playing lacrosse, or at least for me, it was the case that, you know, you pick up a stick and you hear about where it came from and how the Iroquois Nationals, they call it the medicine game, because it's part of the spiritual connection with the creator for them. So for us to go in their place when one, they rightly qualified and two, you know, they gave the sport to us, it would feel like it was leaving them behind when, you know, they've given us so much. It felt like a great opportunity for us as a team to give back.
1: And before we hear more from Sonny Campbell and Michael Kennedy in Ireland, let's find out a little bit about the Indigenous origins of lacrosse in North America. Rex Lyons is a former player, now board member of the Iroquois Nationals. Joining us from, where exactly are you, Rex?
5: I'm in upstate New York at Onondaga Nation, which is a reservation from the Haudenosaunee that's six miles south of Syracuse, New York. And who are the Iroquois? Well, the Iroquois, that's a, that's a French name, how they call the Haudenosaunee, which is the Mohawk the Oneidas, the Onondagas, the Cayugas, and Senecas, and Tuscaroras—that's the Six Nations, which make up the Haudenosaunee Confederacy.
1: And and those Six Nations cross United States and Canada. Yes. Well, tell us tell us a little about
5: the First Nations Native American roots
1: of lacrosse.
5: The uh, French Jesuits saw us playing the game and the sticks reminded him of the crozier. So that's where lacrosse comes from. That's the origins of the, of the actual lacrosse, but we call it deal ace. Now that's in Anadaga. That's our language. It means they bump hips.
1: Bump hips. Yeah, well, it is a contact sport. And interesting that the French terms, lacrosse for the game and Iroquois for your people, you've kept in use. Rex, why, though, is it important to have your own team rather than, say, playing in the US or Canadian
5: national lacrosse teams? It's because it's our game, it's part of our cosmology. And, you know, we are the originators of the game. And We bring an awful lot to the table as far as a cultural exchange and some origin and some context. One of the things that's different from our society and most Western societies is our connection to the natural world. And the Haudenosaunee, you know, our mandate is peace, friendship and healing. Lacrosse, the lacrosse stick is made from the hickory stick. Before it became the plastic stick, we're going way back now, and there was a whole process to that. From the stick maker, there was a relationship, so there's a very cultural and ceremonial, spiritual aspect to it. It's a medicine game. It's medicinal, and it's played both for sport and for medicine.
1: And as far as uh, international success in lacrosse, how, how
5: do the Iroquois Nationals rate? Pretty good. For the size of our population, it's incredible what we've done. Now, we started back in 1983 in the FIL when we were officially a nation, a full nation member. The FIL is the International
1: Lacrosse Federation.
5: Right. That was its early name before it became World Lacrosse. They've moved it towards, you know, because it's all in this mission to kind of get to the Olympics, you know, and kind of get in step with all of that. But Canada and U.S. have been number one and two for so long, we were economically challenged we were socially challenged we had some pretty uh, steep inclines to navigate to be successful so there was a whole period of time if we were losing when i played i was on the original first Iroquois National Team. So I understand, you know, it's evolution. I was there for all of those growing pains and to where we are now, and we're third in the world, ranked third in the world in the men's field game, and second in the world in the men's indoor game. And we're talking about a player pool of only 140 guys, as opposed to 500,000 in the U.S. and 250,000 for Canada, give or take. So that's a extraordinary odds, and, and that we've been able to manage, you know, to be very formidable competition.
1: So then were you
5: surprised, shocked, when the Iroquois
1: Nationals were ruled ineligible to compete at the World Games in 2022?
5: Yeah, we were, because by all intents and purposes, it goes by world ranking. Being third in the world would put us, you know, at the top of the list, and that wasn't the way it was. I think it's largely due to some of our unique situation that we're both in the U.S. and Canada, and we travel under our own passport, and we've pretty much been self-determined, you know, um, being sovereign. You don't ask for permission to be sovereign. You just do it because nobody's going to give you permission to be sovereign. You're as sovereign as you are as the act of. So. We produced our own passports, and it's been very challenging at times to use them, but it's it's been consistent of who we are ever since, you know, the Europeans came in contact with us. We've never changed our our position of who we are. And uh, getting into the, the World Games, we were kind of scratching our heads. We weren't even included in the discussion, so, you know, we, we really pressed the issue, and social media, the global community came together in tremendous support of us, because... Uh, They like our backstory, they like what we represent, and they like what we bring to both on the field and off the field to the international competitions.
1: Well, the International World Games Association reversed that decision to exclude you if one of the eight qualifying teams were to step aside, and it was Ireland. Did you expect that to happen?
5: We didn't, and we were very disappointed that anybody had to be put in that position because that was never our intention. We We were just challenging their decision and asking them how do they come to that decision and why are we excluded because it didn't make any sense to us and we we're always suggesting like well maybe you can have you know increase the field to ten teams so you know nobody has to step aside for this but that wasn't a possibility we even discussed that possibly having the uh eight and nine positions have a playoff to play for the position just to make it fair but you know it was it was uncomfortable no matter how you dealt with it and it was a real kind of a blessing that Ireland just took the initiative that they did. And it was just overwhelming.
1: Well, are are there ways that you're able to, would like to acknowledge, pay tribute to Ireland's lacrosse team?
5: Absolutely. You know, right away, we extended our hand in in, in acknowledgement of their incredible selfless sacrifice, you know, making room for us because we thought, you know, it could be a messy dust-up. We weren't sure how it was going to go, and nobody did really. But... They, they were very gracious, and having them do that really expedited everything in kind of finding a solution forward, and what it really did was galvanize the relationship between Ireland and the Iroquois National. One of the first things we did is in honor of, of Ireland was we changed our, all our social platform colors to green and gold. Ireland's colors just to show our appreciation and our solidarity because they're really embracing the spirit of the game you know, and it's unfortunate that somebody would have to deal with the disappointment. But we have seemed to make it made a real positive out of this. You know, we've discussed ways of how we can uh, benefit and help each other forward, you know, because we're scheduled to go to Limerick next year to play the uh, U-19s right, World the Competition, because it comp, got postponed, yeah. as you know, from last year due to the virus. So if things subside enough to where they can have the games we're scheduled to go there, and we've suggested that we um, make it cultural and more of a friendly, personal exchange that'll happen because of this gesture that they did. And I want to gesture is not even the right word. I mean, it was very, it's much more significant than that.
1: Well, as we've been hearing from Rex Lyons in upstate New York, the Iroquois created lacrosse. But coming back to Michael Kennedy and Sonny Campbell in Dublin, the Irish invented hurling. And it strikes me that both games use a stick to carry and pass and catch a ball. Sonny, are the two sports similar?
2: <laughs> they, they are in terms of like the speed of the game. Um, we get a lot of people who have played hurling coming to join lacrosse because it's kind of a natural transition. And... We even did a demonstration game of hurling versus lacrosse, <laughs> yeah, in Crow Park in Dublin. Um, it was just kind of a bit of fun. It was it was televised on the Irish TV channel uh, TG4, and so there there are a lot of similarities in terms of like the speed and the kind of physicality of it. And you do naturally see some people who have played hurling before transition over to lacrosse because of those similarities.
1: Michael, you can, I, I guess, feel good about uh, doing the right thing here when it comes to Ireland standing aside to let the Iroquois Nationals compete at the at the World Games. But have other benefits come about for you, for Ireland lacrosse, because of doing this?
4: Uh, well, I mean, we've really been blown away by the response and the attention that this is getting. I mean, even just... Speaking to you, Amanda. That uh, obviously word is spreading right across the globe. You know, I, I think it's fair to say there's probably more you know attention and profile that we're gaining from not participating in the event than if we had gone ahead and participated. So uh, we're very proud that we've been able to make this small contribution. You know, as Sonny said, the Iroquois gave us the game and. You know, Sonny and I have played together on teams, you know, all over the world. So, lacrosse has brought so much to our lives personally. In fact, I actually met my wife through lacrosse. You know, it's just incredible what uh, I personally have got from the sport. And I know, you know, all my teammates and everybody involved with Ireland lacrosse feel the same way. And, you know, I think most of all, the really exciting thing will be to see. Can the Iroquois go and win that tournament in 2022? I think that would really be fantastic um, that they go and really make their mark and demonstrate that they're among the best teams in the world, but ideally prove themselves to be the best team in the world.
1: That would be an amazing end to this chapter of world lacrosse history. Michael Kennedy is the CEO of Island Lacrosse and Sonny Campbell is a player with the national team, which has given its place in the World Games in 2022 to the Iroquois Nationals, initially ruled ineligible. I was also speaking with Rex Lyons, a former player, now board member of the Iroquois Nationals. So there's a really nice, heartwarming story about sport to take through your day. Sporty is produced by Damien Rabbit and I'm Amanda Smith.
0: You've been listening to an ABC podcast.